We have got Matt speaking to us tonight um, on the creed, and he is covering the part about the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read this um, from John chapter 14, and this is where Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. So it says, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming, but has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. I'm going to invite Matt up to come and speak to us. Great. Good evening. Thank you, Louise, that reading. Good evening, everyone. My name is Matt. Great to be with you tonight. Uh, Hello if you're watching online or on Catch Up. Uh, I'm on the team here. I'm so excited about this evening and this series. We are on week three tonight of this series that we call The Creed. And uh, you might think that's a bit of a funny word. What's that word mean? The word creed is taken from the word credo, which means I believe and trust. And we've chosen this series, um, heading into Christmas, to think about the, the, the things that we believe, and we've based it around the Apostles' Creed. We've done uh, week one, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We've done week two, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son. Now we're on to week three, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And what I love about this series is that we are digging into the Apostles' Creed, That is probably the oldest statement of the Christian church. Some scholars and theologians think that the Apostles' Creed was made up of 12 statements from the 12 apostles, the 12 articles of faith. You might have grown up saying these words if you uh, went to a traditional church when you were younger. You might have grown up saying these words at school and wondered what on earth you were saying when you said them. 
you might say these words and think, it sounds a bit weird when we all say these things together. But these are ancient words, and in a minute we're going to say them again, just as we've done in weeks one and two, to remind ourselves of them. These are ancient words that have been said for almost 2,000 years worldwide in the Christian church. They are the basis of what we believe. And part of their beauty and part of their power is that they are said by Christians all around the world. And we join in and unite with our sisters and brothers in Christ all over the world. So if you're here tonight and you call yourself a Christian, this is the creed. This helps us remember and reminds us of what we believe. If you're sat here tonight and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, the creed, the Apostles' Creed, helps you to find out what Christians believe. So, Let's read the creed. Hey, we're going to do week three of the reading of the creed. So it's going to, the words are going to come up on the screen. And this is us declaring our faith. If you feel comfortable to declare that, please do. If it's not your faith, please don't. Uh, but join in and read the words on the screen. Let's say these words together tonight. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead." We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Now, you might read some of those words and think, I don't understand that a little bit. I don't understand what that means. Well, the purpose of this whole series is to unpack what the creed says and what we believe it says. So tonight, we believe in the Holy Spirit. Now, last week, Laura unpacked uh, Jesus, the Son of God. And if you see what, it, what that creed says just there, uh, there's loads to say about Jesus. And when we get to the Holy Spirit in this creed, it just says, we believe in the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing else. So there is, though, a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. You'll be pleased to know. And tonight, I want to look at the church's belief in the Holy Spirit. The one who is called in another creed, the Nicene Creed, the giver of life, the Holy Spirit, the giver of life. Now, maybe you're here tonight and you're someone who's grown up in church and you've been to church all your life and you've experienced the Holy Spirit. Maybe, though, you're someone who is here tonight and you've heard of the Holy Spirit, but you've never really understood it. Maybe you're here tonight and you're, you would say, I think I understand it, but I've never experienced the Holy Spirit. Or maybe if you're honest with yourself, you would say, do you know what? I feel like I've been hurt a little bit in church by the practice of the Holy Spirit. Maybe I've been a bit scared by the Holy Spirit about this thing called the Holy Spirit. I'm a bit scared. Or maybe you're brand new to church tonight or at the moment and you have very little idea about what you believe at all. Well, whatever category of those you might be in, or maybe you're in another one, my prayer tonight is that God would speak to you. 
would speak to each one of us, draw us closer to himself, and that the Spirit tonight would reveal Jesus to us. Maybe that he would correct some of our misunderstanding where we haven't understood. Maybe, maybe he would um, heal us from some of our past hurts where we've had a bad experience so that our understanding and our experience would increase so that you would encounter God with your mind, with your thoughts, and with your hearts. And as we do this tonight, I'd love to uh, unpack two questions. And there's, this is them. Who is the Holy Spirit? And what does the Holy Spirit do? So firstly, who is the Holy Spirit? Now, maybe you've been around um, St. Nick's for a little while, and maybe you're just getting into church and, and checking out St. Nick's and other churches. Uh, this is an exciting time to join St. Nick's. We've just celebrated our fifth birthday, where we've celebrated all that God has been doing over the last five years. We have, over the last five years, seen people uh, come into church for the first time, come to faith in Jesus, people coming back to faith, having been away for a long time. People wanting to grow in their faith, to be discipled and grow and released in their gifts. People to, uh, we've seen people being inspired in their faith, to live out their faith, not just here on a Sunday, but to live it out Monday to Saturday in their halls, in their workplaces, in their uh, neighborhoods, in their schools. We have seen God do amazing things. Even yesterday in this very building, right where you're sat, we had the Alpha Holy Spirit Day. We had the, um, a chance for people to encounter God by his Holy Spirit in this place. And there was a story yesterday of someone who came along, has been doing the Alpha course this term, who yesterday walked into the building saying, I th I'm an atheist. I don't believe there's God. I, don't, I can't believe there's a God. Who then apparently walked out, encountered the Spirit uh, during the day and walked out saying, I have experienced the presence and the love of Jesus through his Holy Spirit. That happened here in this building. Someone who had their life transformed even yesterday. Amazing, amazing story. How does this all happen? How does the life of the church work? It all happens because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Because God is alive by his Spirit and living and active in this place. But you may ask, why why do we talk about the Holy Spirit? Why do we pray at the end of our services, come Holy Spirit and invite people to come down the front? What does the Holy Spirit bring? What is important about the Holy Spirit? What difference does the Holy Spirit make in our lives? Who is the Holy Spirit? And I say that question, who is the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus here in this passage, in John 14, uh, that we had read to us earlier on, describes the Holy Spirit as the one whom the Father will send in my name. When he comes, when the advocate, the helper, comes. You see, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The God that is one God in three persons. What theologians with much bigger brains than I have called the triune God. The triune God, three but one, three distinct, yet united in one God. I remember at school when I was young doing a GCSE exam, I think it was maths, and I um, was, had a friend called Adam, and we turned to each other before the exam, and we were uh, quite nervous, I wasn't very good at maths, and Adam turned to me and he said, Matt, you look really calm and really peaceful, what's going on in your, what's going on? And I said, Adam, I've got a helper for this exam. I've got a helper who is with me, who's going to guide me, who's going to strengthen me, who's going to lead me. And he said, wow, 
what, who is it? I said, it's the Holy Spirit. He said, he said, will the Holy Spirit control your pen and tell you what to write and tell you the answers? I was like, no, it's, you know, maybe it's not that. But the Holy Spirit will give me peace. And in that moment, as a sort of scared little 16-year-old, I remember saying to my friend Adam, I've got the Holy Spirit, the helper, who can give me peace. And that then led on to an amazing uh, conversation that we had. He said, is it like the force in Star Wars? I was like, no, it's not like the force in Star Wars. Anyway, it led on to amazing conversations about the Holy Spirit living in my life. The Holy Spirit will change how you feel, but the Holy Spirit is a person, not just a feeling. The Holy Spirit will blow where he wills and rests on people, but the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force, certainly not like the force in Star Wars. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you and help you and guide you, just like he did when I was 16 in that little exam. But he is a person, not just a holy satnav. We're told in Scripture that the Holy Spirit testifies to our hearts that we are children of God. So when the Holy Spirit is present, people will feel secure, secure in their true identity, as much-loved daughters and sons of God. We're told that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. So when the Holy Spirit is present, anything, anything is possible. So what will it look like for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to encounter his presence afresh for us today? You might say, yes, I've heard of this Holy Spirit. I've seen this in the New Testament. But did you know that the whole of Scripture from the beginning to the end is filled with mentions of the Holy Spirit. It's filled with references to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was not a new thing uh, in the day of Pentecost. It's not a modern idea in the Pentecostal church or the charismatic churches of the 20th and 21st centuries. So I thought I would give you a little whistle-stop tour of uh, the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit in the Bible from the beginning of Genesis. It says this, Genesis 1, from the beginning of creation, it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. He was involved in creation, bringing order out of chaos. Then in Genesis 2, it said, the Lord formed a man from dust in the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The Holy Spirit brought us as humankind to life. Then throughout uh, history and throughout the Old Testament scriptures, it says that the Holy Spirit came upon different people at different times for particular tasks. In Exodus, on Bezalel for artistic work. On Judges, in Judges, on Gideon for leadership. In Judges, again, for Samson, for strength and power. And in Isaiah, for prophecy. Then, later still, the Holy Spirit was promised by the Father in the books of the prophets. Ezekiel especially. And so towards the end of the Old Testament, there's this sense of the waiting, of the move of the Holy Spirit. Then fast forward to the beginning of the New Testament and everything surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ is filled with the Holy Spirit. You look at the beginning of each of the, uh, the Gospels, the Holy Spirit is there. Mary, Jesus' mother in Luke 1 is visited by an angel who says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Elizabeth, her cousin, is greeted, uh, greets Mary, and the baby in her womb leaps for joy because it says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Then the birth of John the Baptist, Elizabeth's child. Luke 1, it says, He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Talking about John the Baptist, even before he is born. John the Baptist then goes on to link the Holy Spirit with Jesus. In Luke 3, it says, I will baptize you. This is John the Baptist speaking. I will baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whom I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist is talking about Jesus. Then Jesus picks that prophecy up. And Jesus uh, predicts and promises the presence of his Holy Spirit. He says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, it says, he meant the Spirit. Jesus then, when he leaves his disciples, promises his presence. He says, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then the moment where the church is born in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, the disciples are waiting for this gift and the Holy Spirit falls on the people of God. We see signs and wonders, new languages spoken, new boldness and new power to preach the message of the gospel. So the Spirit was present at the beginning. The Spirit was there at the birth of the church, having raised Jesus from the dead. And the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that birthed the early church, is the same Spirit that we know and trust and seek today. We live in the age of the Spirit. God has promised to give us, as his people, as his children, the Spirit of God. So tonight, you can know, if you call yourself a Christian, if you have invited Jesus into your heart and said, you are my Lord and my Savior, that you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. I'll never forget a time in church in London, where we were before we came to Bristol, when a guy came forward for prayer at the end of the service and he got prayed for. And I spoke to him after the service. I said, hey, nice to meet you. And he said, um, that was a really confusing thing that really happened to me. He looked really sort of puzzled and a bit sort of shell-shocked. I was like, why? What, what, what happened? And he said, well, this, there was this guy praying for me. And he explained exactly what was going on in my life. And he spoke into what was going on in my workplace at that very moment. What, what was going on? And I said, that probably was the gift of prophecy, the, the, a word of knowledge that's given to that person to speak into your life, to encourage you. I said, how long have you been coming to church? And he said, about 15 minutes. <laughs> I said, what? 50 minutes? He said, I said, how did, how did you get here? He said, I, I, I'm an Uber driver and I was dropping someone off. And as I dropped someone off, I heard the music outside the church. And I, heard the I thought, I've got to get inside the church. It sounds brilliant. So he came in during the worship. He stood at the back during the talk. He came forward for prayer. He said, I just felt like I had to come forward to receive, to, to respond. I've only been in church 15 minutes. He came forward for prayer and he met with the living presence of God. He met with the person of Jesus Christ. He gave, later gave his life to Jesus and uh, got stuck in with church and later got baptized. That is an amazing story. It stuck with me. And that is what we are here, or that's what we're about here at St. Nick's. That's what 
we want to see more of. People being brought in by the power, the presence of God and having their lives changed and turned around. That is who the Holy Spirit is. The life giver, the giver of life, the one who transforms us. Secondly then, what does he do? What does the Holy Spirit do? Well, when I said there's a lot to say, where to start with this? Because the Bible gives us many, many answers of what the Holy Spirit does. I wrote them all down. Well, most of them down in a little list. The Holy Spirit regenerates us with new life, being born again. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit empowers us with gifts. The Holy Spirit testifies in our hearts that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit leads us. The Holy Spirit makes us fruitful and grants and nurtures in us resurrection life. He enables to get rid of sin in our lives, to cut off everything that uh, entangles us and holds us back. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us, that speaks for us on our behalf when we don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit guides us in truth. And the Holy Spirit transforms us day by day more and more into the likeness and the image of Christ. So now we turn to this description of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14. Jesus says, I'm going to give you the advocate. This name, the advocate. Let's think a little bit moment, uh, a moment about this. Verse 16 Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Then later again, verse 26, he says again, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. This word, advocate, what does it mean? In the original Greek that this was written in, it was the word paraclete, which means the one who is called alongside to speak. Someone who speaks on your behalf and speaks to you to encourage you. I think this is a fascinating name to give to the Holy Spirit. Of all the words and all the names that can be used, Jesus uses this word, paraclete, the advocate, the one who draws alongside us. And what does an advocate do? Well, if you work in law, and I don't, but I know people who do, the advocate, an advocate is someone who will stand alongside you in the most testing and difficult and hard time of your life, especially if you're going through a legal trial, which I've never done or been in, fortunately. An advocate is someone who guides you, advises you, who gives you wisdom to help you navigate life. And a skilled legal advocates in court will have the right blend of empathy to, uh, to empathy for you to understand your cause and robustness to represent you in your, and your best interests. An advocate will feel every rise and every fall in the case that they are representing. And as a legal advocate represents a client in the courts, so the Holy Spirit is alongside us as our advocate in our time of need. Jesus, the one who was with the Father and the Spirit since before time, uses this name, advocate, to describe the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gentle, but he's not soft. The Holy Spirit is kind, but he's not weak. The Holy Spirit is powerful, but not an aggressive bully. He is 
the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your advocate and he will come alongside you in your hour of need. I wonder tonight whether you feel like you're in a bit of an hour of need, a season of need. Know tonight that the one who has been sent by the Father, the the Holy Spirit, is your advocate, the one who will stand alongside you. And I think this works in two ways. As the Holy Spirit, the advocate, represents you in your hour of need, you might also say that the Holy Spirit represents Jesus to us. The Holy Spirit represents Jesus. Or put it this way, the Holy Spirit represents Jesus. He time and time again presents Jesus to us. And by representing Christ, the Holy Spirit is bringing Jesus into the present. He represents Jesus to us. The Spirit spans the gap then between the then and there of the Bible times and the here and now of 21st century Bristol. The theologian J.E. Lessing says this, Christ is not merely a memory of someone long gone or someone who may arrive again in the future. He is present here and now to us by the power of the Spirit. Jesus is present with us by the power of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is not just a fuzzy feeling that you might feel for 10 minutes every week on a Sunday that gets you through your next week until you're here again. The Holy Spirit is a powerful and a dynamic presence of a person in your life. He is with you in your everyday life, in your study. He's with you in your work. He's with you in your calling to represent you in your hour of need and to represent Jesus and the heart of Jesus for you. And what does he do as he does that? Well, two things, just to finish. He guides us in truth, and he gives us his peace. Verse 17 uh, talks about truth. The Holy Spirit wants you to find truth and to know truth. Where do we find the truth of God? It's in here, in the Word of God. The Bible says that the Scripture is, uh, was inspired by the Word of God. It was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writers. So, of course, the Holy Spirit is there, present with you when you read your Bible. So, if you want the Bible to come to life, say, God, would you breathe your Spirit as I read this, these words that you inspired? He longs for the Word of God to come to life, to know the truth. We've come, become quite blasé about truth in this world. Some people call this culture the post-truth culture. But the Holy Spirit will guide you in the truth. And what's the result of that, of knowing the truth? John chapter 8 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want that truth. I need that truth in my life in this world that is confusing and chaotic I need to know the truth of God in my life. And through that, to know freedom. Maybe that for that's you tonight as well. So ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Secondly, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will give you peace. Do you, at this time in your life, need to know deep peace? The Bible describes the peace of God as the peace that passes all understanding. 
So if that's you tonight, if you are seeking peace, ask him for that gift. John chapter 14, verse 27 that we read earlier on is a verse that I have read and reread and dwelt on for many, many years as a Christian. Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In a world that is unsettled, in a world that is anxious, we can know true and deep peace. In a world that is scared of what the future holds, we can know peace. So the Holy Spirit is the giver of life. He will lead you into truth and give you peace. What do we need to do to receive it? All we need to do is ask. Say, God, I long to receive your Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit loves nothing more than to awaken our souls, our minds, our hearts to calm and soothe us with the uh, heart and the head knowledge of his extravagant love and saving grace for us. He is the giver of life. He is the one who raised Jesus from the dead. And he is the one who works in us now to bring things that are dead back to life. Where tonight do you need to know the resurrection power of the Spirit? The Spirit is like a deposit of God's love for us, a down payment to us for the ultimate promise of one day having eternal life and eternal peace with him in glory. So when we say these words, we believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. We're saying these things. The Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is with you in whatever's going on in your life. The Holy Spirit is alongside you as your advocate. He represents you in life and he represents Jesus to you every time we ask him to. The Holy Spirit guides us in truth. Where do you need to know truth tonight and have lies Uh, thrown out by the power of the Spirit? Where do you need to ask God for his peace tonight, to know deep, true, and everlasting peace? He guides us in truth. He promises and gives us his peace. This, then, is the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can I invite you to stand, and we're going to respond tonight and as we do that the band are going to come up and we're going to take a moment as we do each and every week to ask the spirit of God to come it might be tonight that you come feelings unsettled seeking peace it might be that you come tonight and you, if you're honest, you have believed lies about yourself, lies about things that have happened. You're not good enough. God could never love me. And I believe tonight God wants to, by his Holy Spirit, lead us into truth. He wants to give us his peace. He wants to remind us that he is our advocate, our helper, the one who comes alongside to speak to us.
Maybe tonight you're in need of a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you say, do you know what? I feel a bit dry. I feel a bit dusty. I feel like this Spirit of God. I, I, I once experienced the Spirit of God and it hasn't happened. I, I haven't felt the touch of the living God for a long time. Maybe tonight, the 19th of November, is a, is a night where you say, God, I want to seek you again with my whole heart. So in a moment, we're going to uh, offer for a chance to be prayed for, to come down the front, just like that guy did, the Uber driver, and just to say, I want to know the living God. I want to know the presence of God. I want to bring myself before God. But before we do that, there's some words of a song that we sing and um, this is a song that was written by um, our worship team. And as I was writing this talk, I really felt that the words of this song were like a prayer for us as a church. It came out of COVID times when we were um, writing and recording. And it, was, it encaptured, sort of captured this, this heart for the Spirit of God to come and to move. So as we are just um, silent before God... These words, spirit move, awaken sons and daughters. Spirit move, pour out your living waters. Spirit move, breathe on us new life. So just where you are, you might like to close your eyes just to help us concentrate and maybe hold out our hands and say, God, by your spirit, would you move? We're longing for a fresh touch from you tonight. <laughs>